Today on episode number 33 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're talking about how to deal with the pain that you face without avoiding life. everyone and welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Whether you're new, whether you're returning, I'm so glad that you decided to tune in and check out the podcast this week. On the episode, as I mentioned, we're talking about dealing with the pain that you face without avoiding your real life. That can be somewhat of a challenge, so i got some tips on that today. Plus, I've got a question about dating when you're visually impaired and a discussion about white canes. So we've got a jam-packed show. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Before we jump into it, I want to let you know that you can find the show notes to today's episodes, which includes links, conversation, information, uh, what's that word? Information, <laughs> information, and more. You can find that show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 033. That's lifeaftersightloss.com slash 033. Make sure to hop on over to the show notes and get all the information about today's episode. So a question recently somebody brought up. I was doing a live stream with my good buddy Sam CV from YouTube, and somebody was talking about, should you tell a person that you're getting ready to go out on a date with that you're visually impaired? Uh, First of all, quick joke, it truly is a blind date if you've never met this person. Yes, yes. If I only had like a kick, you know, I need that sound effect. Anyway, maybe we'll get that for another time. The point is they wanted to know, should I go ahead and tell this person? And I'm always of the mind that you should be upfront and honest with people. You should tell them and let them know. Because if it gets serious with this person, you know, one, they're going to find out eventually. But two, they're going to need to make a decision because it's going to affect the rest of their life. You know, if they're going to turn into a spouse, they're going to have to drive uh, a different places. They're going to have to do certain things and they're going to have to be prepared for that. Now, again, that's, you know, you probably would tell them before you're walking down the aisle, it's like, hey, everybody, how you doing? By the way, did I mention I was blind? Is that important to you? All right, I do. You know, that's you're probably going to tell them before then, but should you tell them up front? I think you probably should because let's face it, if you meet somebody and you tell them you're blind and they're like, oh, well, I don't want to date you, you don't want to be with that person anyway, right? So, you know, I think it's always good to be upfront and honest, but I'd love to know what you guys think, so let me know your thoughts about dating somebody and whether you should tell them that you're visually impaired up front or not. Hey, if you've got a question you'd like answered here on the podcast, you can send it over my way. Just send me an email, Derek at lifeaftersightloss.com, or you can tweet me at the Derek Daniel. So in the life that we live as visually impaired people, especially when we've gone from sighted 
to visually impaired, we deal with a lot of things that are emotional struggles and mental struggles and that sort of thing. I'm not just talking about physical struggles here. Obviously, there's physical things we struggle with, but the emotional and mental struggles we face can be somewhat difficult. But it's hard to know how to deal with them without just avoiding our lives. You know, like, well, I'm not going to deal with, I'm not going to go through anything that's going to cause me emotional struggles. I just won't do it. And then I won't have any problems. And all of a sudden you're stuck in bed and then that creates its own problems. So we can't avoid our lives, whether it's our job, our family, uh, our hobbies, activities. I mean, just regular everyday stuff. We can't avoid life. Now, yes, we may do that for a while. We may, you know, sit in bed and never get out of bed never do anything, never go anywhere, but eventually we have to get up and we have to face real life. And even when we're facing real life, we're going to struggle with things. So today on the show, I want to give you five tips on how to sort of deal with those emotional, mental upheavals, those painful moments without avoiding your real life. First of all, you want to be aware of what things might trigger some emotional turmoil. So what am I talking about? Well, for example, this past week, my wife and I went car shopping. Uh, we had a van, and the van was giving us you know, a little bit of trouble. Not Nothing terrible, but it's our only vehicle since I don't drive. And I thought, you know, maybe it's a good time to get something a little newer. Ours was about, I don't know, eight years old. And we thought maybe we'll get something a little newer and a little different or whatever. And so let's go car shopping. Well, when you go car shopping and you can't drive, it is a bit challenging. It's not that you have to be able to drive. It's just, you know, because you're with your spouse, they drive. It's just challenging because it brings up all those reminders that you can't. And all of the little things about the vehicle, you know, it's very driver centric, which I guess it sort of should be. But then, you know, there's things that happen. Like, for example, we were riding in a van and the van's radio was completely touchscreen based. There was no buttons at all. And it was very challenging to me. And not only was I upset about it, just like, well, I can't use this. This stinks. Then all of those emotional things start triggering within me. Like, oh, I can't use this radio. I can't drive. I'm blind. I hate this. You know, all that stuff. So you need to be aware of what triggers you, whether it's car shopping or something else. So that's the first thing to be uh, mindful of. Just be aware, kind of think back to what kind of things have hit you before. And if you're recently visually impaired, you know, think ahead, like what would be difficult? And maybe there's no way to predict it with 100% accuracy, but I bet if you've been visually impaired for any length of time, you can probably guess what kind of things would trigger you. So number one, be aware of what things might trigger an emotional response. Secondly, you want to talk to trusted people in your lives, maybe before and after an event. Maybe if it's not a physical event, like, you know, when we went car shopping, that was sort of an event. But you want to talk to people in your life. You want to let them know, hey, I was thinking about it and I'm thinking this might be an issue and here's the reasons why. And then, you know, that trusted person, whether it's your spouse, friend, family member, whatever, they can be like, okay, yeah, and and maybe ask some questions on what you're thinking and go into it with some preparation. You're aware of it, and now you're sort of conveying that to somebody else. Then maybe talk to them after the fact as well. Like, here's how I actually felt, and maybe it was pretty accurate to the way I thought or it was a little different or whatever, but you're opening up that dialogue between somebody or maybe multiple people, and not only are they aware beforehand, but then they're aware during 
remembering it so they can kind of keep that in mind. Not to say that they have to like baby you or pity you, but at least they have that in mind. And then after the fact, you can kind of debrief. So again, keeping this car buying uh, example here, uh, I told my wife, before, you know, I don't love going car shopping and I told her why and here's some of the reasons and that sort of thing. And as we looked at vehicles, my wife had kept that in mind. And so if something was not very blind friendly, which there's, you know, a lot of things about a car that's not blind friendly, you know, she already had that in mind. We didn't have to have a big discussion about it at the time, but she knew ahead of time. And then we debriefed after the fact about looking at cars, like, what did you like about that car? And, you know, why was it good? Why was it bad? Whatever the case may be. So talking to somebody can get that information out of your head and into somebody else's hands so that you're not dealing with it alone. So secondly, you want to talk to some trusted people in your life. Number three, you want to find ways to enjoy what you're doing, even in the midst of some of that upheaval and that pain. Uh, if we're keeping this car shopping example going, which apparently we are because we're on number three, um, you know, I had to find ways to just enjoy the process. Now, look, car shopping's not an enjoyable process <laughs> by any means, but I was out with my wife. We were driving around, you know, enjoying it and that sort of thing. So I tried to find different ways to enjoy what we were doing. You know, I was kind of in charge of testing all the ports because now, you know, cars have USB ports and headphone ports. I wanted to test all the ports. I wanted to make sure things were working that maybe uh, she wasn't having to think about because she was in charge of, okay, how's this driving? How there's a gas in the brakes? How's the handling of the car? What does it feel like? She's kind of got all that to worry about. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to worry about all this other stuff. I'm going to figure out how to, um, you know, lay the seats down or if there's uh, something wonky with the doors or the locks. So I kind of figured out those sort of things and, and I was really part of the process. Now, again, can you use the word enjoy when you're talking about car shopping? Uh, Maybe not. But, you know, when you do things that bring up sort of a triggering thing, it's not that you're saying, well, I won't even look at that. I'll look over here. You're saying, I know this is going to trigger me, this whole thing. So instead of just sitting and doing nothing, I'm going to focus on what I can do, what I can enjoy, what I can be part of, and really just enjoy those moments. Knowing that there's going to be things that might cause you sadness or sorrow, just know that there are things that you can still do and be a part of, even if it's car shopping, which isn't always exciting or enjoyable. So number three, find ways within the midst of those things to enjoy what you're doing. Number four, I encourage everyone to take time to feel the pain, the sadness, the the anger, the fear, whatever it is. Take time to feel it. I'm not suggesting you wallow in it and, oh, so sad, my life is awful. You know, I'm just telling you that so many times in our culture, in many cultures, we don't feel anything. We don't want to feel anything because if we feel it's too much and, oh, I can't handle it. But we need to take time to feel it. Again, I'm not suggesting we wallow in it forever and we just never feel any happiness ever again. But it's like, what does this really feel like? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling fearful? What am I really feeling? And many times we don't know what we're feeling because we haven't been taught any of the language to deal with it. So it's important to, again, get that out, talk to somebody trusted in your life. But if you start to feel it, you can really sort of gauge, is this a really strong feeling? Is just sort of, sort of a numb, dull feeling? Like, where am I at? And then as you go into those moments, you've again prepared, you felt it, you know how it feels, all those sort of things. So take time before, during, after, whenever it is, take time. I'm not suggesting you need to take 
hours and days. But if you're out somewhere, take some time to yourself and maybe with somebody else and say, okay, here's how I'm feeling. And and that's okay. You're not being selfish. Uh, it'll, it can quickly turn into selfishness. Don't get me wrong. But you're not being selfish when you're like, I just need a few minutes to like decompress and then I can go forward. And there's nothing wrong with that. So number four, take some time to feel what's going on. And number five, you need to trust that this day or these days will not last forever. Trust that this isn't the end and you've reached the conclusion and you're always going to feel this way. Look, you might have lost your sight pretty recently and you're thinking, okay, this is it. You know, this is the big one. I feel sad. I'm going to feel sad forever. And the truth is you're not going to feel sad forever. It might feel that way, but you're not. So sometimes we have to have truth in the midst of our feelings because feelings can trick us. So you'll be like, oh, I'm sad now. I'm going to be sad tomorrow and the next day and the next day. No, you're not going to be sad the next day and the next day and the next day. Maybe in three days you might still be sad, but the fourth day you won't. And you'll move forward and you'll be excited about something again. Trust me, I know. I'm telling you from 16 plus years experience here, you won't be sad forever. You won't be mad forever. You might be sad again. You might be mad again. You might deal with fear again, but it won't last forever. So when you deal with these things, I just encourage you to tell yourself in your mind, out loud, write it down, whatever you need to do, take a recording of yourself and play it and say, this will not last forever. Tomorrow's going to be better. I told somebody one time struggling with something, I said, one day this is going to feel better. Maybe it's just not today. And, and that's okay. So I just encourage you to remember that trust that this will not last forever. So there you go, my friends. Five things to keep in mind and try to do whenever you're feeling pain so that you don't avoid life. Real quick, going back through them. Number one, be aware of what might trigger you and prepare for those things. Number two, talk to trusted people in your life before, during, and after so that you've got a conversation going and other people are in it with you. Number three, find ways to enjoy what you're doing even in the midst of those things, even if it is car shopping. Number four, take time to yourself to feel what's going on, whether it's sadness, sorrow, anger, whatever it is. Take some time just to feel it, absorb it, and that way you can recognize it as it comes up later on. And number five, remember, trust, 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 trust that it will not last forever. I promise that while it may seem like it, it's not going to last forever. So that is just those five things, and I'm sure there are others, guys. But the main thing to take away from this is to remember that you're going to have these moments regardless of who you are, where you're from, or what's going on. You might say, no, I never struggle with this ever, and it's like, hey, kudos to you. But I know many of us do, and if you do, please be aware that you're not alone and know that even after 16-plus years, I still struggle with things. I'm going to buy a car again someday. I'm going to go through situations where I'm going to struggle and that's perfectly okay. But if you'll keep these things in mind and others, I know that you can really deal with the pain that you face without avoiding your real and very exciting life. So, 
So if you're unfamiliar, October is Blindness Awareness Month, and October 15th was White Cane Day. And it's kind of like just a, a little moment of where we talk about white canes and what do they do and what's important about them and that sort of thing. And I was having a discussion, like I mentioned, with my friend Sam Seavey from YouTube, and we were talking about canes and, you know, a lot of people don't love them because it's struggle to deal with them and I got to take them out in public or whatever. But white canes can be such a great tool. And I've talked about them on my YouTube channel and here before. But one thing that we were talking about is customizing your cane. Now, obviously, the white part of the cane is important. Somebody was saying, what about colored canes? Like, you know, different colors. Do you think that's good? Personally, if you're asking me, and again, this is just my opinion, I think the white is the symbol that they're looking for. You know, that sighted people, most sighted people would recognize it's the white cane. It's not the blue cane, the red cane, the black cane. It's the white cane. But you can customize the grip. Uh, for example, you might have a different colored grip. Uh, I know some people get it for maybe their favorite sports team. They'll have a different color. Uh, you can also decorate it. Maybe you want to put stickers or something on there like that. Don't go crazy. You still need to feel it, obviously. But, you know, you can decorate it yourself. Also, the part of a foldable cane that wraps around the bungee part. I've seen people, you know, wrap ribbons around that. They hang their keychains from it. Uh, it becomes very much a part of them. And because you're probably going to be taking your cane with you everywhere, especially if you have low vision, then making it customized can be a really cool thing. It's kind of like hanging something from your rear view mirror in your car. You know, you have that thing like, oh, this is a picture or whatever it is. This is kind of like something that you're going to travel with. And so now it's like, yeah, I've got this cool red grip or I've got these things on there that symbolize what sports team I like, whatever it might be. Remember that the cane is just a tool. You know, it's not the identifier that, hey, you're blind and that's all we care about about you. You know, it's it's a tool to use. And just like with anything, we customize our tools. You know, we, we make them our own. We give some personality. So I just want to encourage you that if you've got a white cane and you're a little like, mm, I'm not really sure about using this. Hey, if you take a few minutes and customize that cane to your own personality, you might just find it's a little easier to get out there and use because then people might say, hey, what's What's that red on there for? What's that blue on there for? Instead of saying, what's wrong with you? <laughs> then you can have a dialogue about your favorite sports team. And before you know it, they've completely forgotten that you're visually impaired and they moved on past that whole just one dimensional part of you into something even better. So if you're using a white cane, I'd love to know if you customize your cane and how you do it. Again, email or tweet me at the Derek Daniel. And as always, I like to end up the podcast with our word of the week. Now, our word of the week is, again, just one word that I like to give to kind of give you a discussion starters or something to think about. And our word this week is grit, G-R-I-T. There was a movie, uh, I think there was an old one, and then there was a new one called True Grit. It's not exactly what I'm talking about. The definition I want to give you, as always like to give the definition, is, quote, courage and resolve, strength of character. And so whether you're dating somebody, whether you're using that white cane for the first few times, whether you're struggling through some pain or some sorrow, it does take some courage and resolve to keep moving forward. We all have that within us. So sometimes we have to search it and find it. Sometimes we didn't even know we had it until we face something that's difficult. But I'm sure that all of us have that courage, that resolve, that, that strength of character within us 
us to keep moving forward. So I just want to encourage you that if you're going through something, whether it's going on a date or struggling through some pain, I just want you to take a minute and reach down deep within you and find that inner grit and keep moving forward. And as we wrap up the show this week, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you so, so much for checking it out. I so, so appreciate it. Hey, if you haven't gotten a chance to subscribe to the podcast, I'd love for you to do that. You can go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast, and you can get all the information there. Or if you want to go to the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 033, there are buttons right there under the player to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe you have an Android phone, and there's a button there for that as well. I'd love for you to subscribe. That way you don't miss a single episode and you get all the great information as well. Also, as I mentioned earlier, I uh, was talking to my friend Sam Seavey from YouTube, and we recently did a live stream on his channel. But I know that some of you maybe don't even realize I have a YouTube channel. And if you want to check it out, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube, and I do all kinds of videos and everything there to uh, help encourage and, you know, give information and all kinds of wonderful stuff. So again, lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube, you can check out my YouTube channel and make sure to hit that subscribe button while you're there. And finally, don't forget to find me on Facebook and Twitter because that way you can keep up on all the latest news, information, conversation, and more. Facebook and Twitter, social media, making connections with the people around the world. And there you go, my friends. That wraps up another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned a lot and you were encouraged, you were informed, and you were equipped to go out and live your life to the fullest. Hey, don't forget that all the information provided in today's episode is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. Thanks again for listening, guys. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.